This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Oliver Kemp. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Tuesday, August 17th. Hope you're doing well. Our top story today, Boris Johnson is preparing to announce a bespoke resettlement scheme for the most vulnerable Afghans as the Taliban tighten their control over the country. 900 British troops are now there to help people escape after the militants took over. Footage posted online shows people falling from a military plane above Kabul airport as thousands of desperate Afghans try to leave. US President Joe Biden is standing by his decision to withdraw American troops after two decades. Mohammed Tawasuli is from the charity Kent Afghan Community. My family, uh, they are not living in the same town. They are uh, divided. My brother living uh, in Helmand province and... uh, Unfortunately, there was fighting for about 20 days just on, around his house. And his house was hit by the rocket as well. But uh, he was lucky. I was lucky. And uh, he, he was not uh, injured or he is safe now. And uh, his children fled uh, to the Kabul. And they are uh, refugee in Kabul at the moment. Uh, my parents and my other little brother, he live, they live in Ghazni province and they are all not safe as well. But unfortunately, the phone is not working properly. There are some days working, some days not working. And I don't know what's going on there. And my little brother, he, was, uh, he is a head teacher of a uh, school, uh, uh, secondary school. And I don't know what the Taliban want to do with them. I'm, I'm a little bit worried about that. And we've seen some sort of dramatic video and pictures in Kabul airport of, of people running, trying to, to get on planes. How desperate are people to, to get away and to escape the Taliban? Yeah, I know the, the world uh, saw those uh, uh, images, that, those videos, but I don't know how they are silent because as a human being, they have to... to do some things for the people of Afghanistan. And uh, as you see how overcrowded an airport, how the people are hanging on airplane, which is uh, is trying to get off the airport and then uh, they're falling from the the sky because the people uh, is really worried about the the Taliban. The Taliban law is very extreme. And uh, in 20, last 20 years, the people feel the freedom democracy and now the Taliban is taken and since the Taliban came into power you see the ladies were working on the street they have the burqa before the people yeah the ladies uh, and uh, was working freely working and educating everything was freely now because of that a lot of people are uh, worried about the Taliban myself I'm worried about because I have uh, my brother has kids girls they are 12 15 14 years old and I don't know what's going on to them because the Taliban said they're from 12 years old should get married. They're not allowed to go to school, to high uh, school, uh, to university. Yeah, just uh, because of that. We don't know what happens and we're worried. 
And do you think people will be quite welcoming here in the UK if a lot of refugees are coming over here? You know, I know we've had we've had some issues before with anti-migrant, you know, rhetoric. Do you see that being a potential issue or do you think people understand that this is a really dire situation that people need to escape from? I know it is uh, it's hard for the UK to accept all the people from Afghanistan to be a refugee here. I was a refugee here, asylum, I applied for asylum, now I'm a citizen of the UK. And uh, yeah, it's not possible the UK accept all of them, but they are not coming all of them here as well. Just they are fleeing the country to go any the safe place, doesn't matter where or uh, any countries accept because now from Afghanistan or everywhere in the world, not only the UK, everywhere is in Germany, in France, in Canada, America, everywhere are. And then they, they are trying to bring their families from the, the, the area which they are not safe. And I, as a UK citizen, because my parents, my brother, sister are not safe, if the government of the UK help the people who are citizens of this country still, they bring their family here and to be safe, that's going to be we are really thank, uh, thankful about this. Meanwhile, Ashford MP Damien Green says now's not the time to be strict on those seeking refuge from the Taliban takeover. MPs have been recalled to Parliament to debate the issue and how to respond to the crisis tomorrow. Kent Online News. A 15-year-old boy has been arrested after a machete was found dumped in a bin near Gravesend. Officers saw a bag being thrown away in Northfleet and chased down the suspect, who's since been released pending further inquiries. It comes as part of increased police patrols and searches across Dartford and Gravesend. In other news, as we explained in the podcast yesterday, people who have had two COVID jabs will no longer have to self-isolate if they're in contact with someone who's tested positive. The same also applies to all under-18s in England and Northern Ireland. The relaxation of the rules started yesterday. Businesses hope it'll ease staff pressures caused by isolation. Jonathan Neem is the chief exec of pub chain Shepherd Neem. They're a logical next step in the sort of de-escalation of all the COVID restrictions. Um, it's been very problematic having staff and businesses going in and out of the pandemic. And so this seems uh, a very welcome moment today. At any one time, we've had between 10 and 15 pubs that are closed. Um, sometimes you've got all of the staff there that are double vaccinated and are showing no symptoms at all or no positive test, but still have to self-isolate because they've come into direct contact. We've had a lot of labour shortages on top of already tightness in the labour market in both hospitality, supply chain and logistics. So this is really compounded and already difficult situation uh, as we're remobilising our businesses. And at the moment, I think the majority of people are you know, feeling confident to, 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 to get out, certainly feeling very confident once they've got the vaccine. I accept that there is a risk um, and clearly, but the risk of serious illness or death does remain very small. A man has been charged after a woman was threatened with a knife and robbed of her arcade winnings on Sheppey. The 19-year-old victim was pushed over and had her purse stolen on Laysdown Road after the suspect saw her win a large amount of money. The 27-year-old is due at Crown Court at the end of the month. A horse has been rescued after getting stuck on top of a gate in Medway. The RSPCA say he was trying to get into another field when he became trapped at the Cliff Pools RSPB reserve. He had to be winched to safety and treated by a vet, but is expected to make a full recovery. 
The Kent Online Podcast with Blue Butterfly, Earl Street Maidstone. New research has been carried out to identify violent crime hotspots in Kent. The air ambulance that covers the county has teamed up with the University of Surrey to look at where they're most likely to be called out. Helicopter paramedic Joe Griggs has been telling our friends at KMTV what they found. So we work quite closely with the University of Surrey on this one here at the air ambulance. Um, We're really keen um, to show and demonstrate how knife crime has potentially increased in in semi-rural and rural areas. Um, What we know in the current research that there's been a significant increase certainly in urban areas, um, but we wanted to find out if this was also happening local to us as well. What we were able to show is that actually, certainly in the three counties, Kent, Surrey and Sussex, um, penetrating trauma and knife crime was actually mirroring those of the drug trafficking county lines, um, which was which is really important for us in order to dispatch appropriately to these patients um, and task the appropriate resources. We look at our data quite frequently um, and it's really important for us to get get an up-to-date kind of view on that. So I think actually having a visual representation of the demographic that um, penetrating trauma is is affecting is is really important. Um, And what we're also able to show is not only the the actual geographical area that these incidents were happening, um, but also the demographic of people they happened to, i.e. so mostly these patients were male, they were in their 30s um, and most of the incidents, over half of them actually happened at night time. We work really closely um, and are supported by the South East Coast Ambulance Service um, and obviously community first responders and so there's a multi- multitude um, sorry, of um, individuals who get involved with the patient's care along the pathway. Um, What's important for us is to get to these patients really early in their po- at their point of injury. So those pre-hospital critical care interventions which we can bring um, are performed at point of injury, such as pre-hospital blood transfusion, etc. Um, so for us, it gives us an indication of when these incidents are happening, um, in what regions we might also task and look at um, developing and working with local agencies in crime prevention. I think that's really important for us and certainly helping spot those individuals who may be more vulnerable to such incidents. As well as violent crime rising in urban areas, the study also shows an increase in rural and semi-rural places. A Kent pub has apologised after customers were given £100 parking fines. Cameras at the bobbing apple near Sittingbourne were unexpectedly turned on without anyone being told. The pub says all pending fines will be cancelled. An investigation is underway after workers cut back the wrong area of ancient woodland in Whitstable. Young trees have been killed by contractors who were supposed to be clearing vegetation obstructing a public footpath in Benacre Wood. The county council says they'll look into how it happened. Kent Online News. Kent Online's been told technology is on track to achieve the PM's target of banning the sale of new petrol and diesel cars by 2030. Boris Johnson's climate plan also wants all new cars and vans to be zero emissions by 2035. By the end of May this year, more than half a million electric vehicles had been registered in the UK, more than in the whole of 2020. Aaron Holmes is from eVision in Strood. Definitely seen an increase in the last two years for sure. Um, we've seen a lot of B2B, um, a lot of companies doing fleet schemes due to the government's changes in benefit and kind tax. So last year, if you drove a fully electric company car, you didn't have to pay any benefit in kind. So that was saving some employees about, about £15,000 a year. So in some cases, it actually paid for the vehicle. Um, this year, it's only rose to 1% for company car drivers. Um, so again, a lot, a lot of people are jumping on that scheme. Personally, 
Um, so people driving cars through through themselves as an individual, we've seen an increase due to fuel prices and, and people are kind of starting to, to understand that it is possible to drive an electric car day to day. And that's the thing I think we want to talk about more on this, because I think when people think about electric cars, I feel like there's a lot of pushbacks and there's a lot of concerns about it. Yeah. Before we continue, I want to bring up this uh, stat that I found. So 6.6% is the share of the new car market held by pure battery electric models, and that's from the Society of Motor Manufacturers and Traders. Quite low, isn't it, when you consider how many cars there are in, on the road? You know, that's, that's, that's not really that many, considering there's this target to go all electric for new vehicles by 2030. Yeah, I mean, the technology we've seen in the last five years from what electric cars were five years ago to what they are today is amazing, really. I mean, five years ago, we was looking at a top range of maybe 130 miles, and now we're getting cars that you can pre-order with 400 plus miles. So, so the technology there has really, really improved. Um, so I think in years to come, uh, within by before 2030, it will be very interesting to see where we're at. Okay, so so first off, people are thinking maybe I'm going to try and switch early. Maybe I'm going to look at an electric car for my next car purchase. What are some of the biggest concerns you get from customers who are thinking about using an electric vehicle? What are the things people go, oh, I just don't understand this? Yeah, definitely. So range anxiety is our number one. Everyone's concerned about the range. Everyone's thinking, oh, I can't just pop into a petrol station, top up and get on my way, um, which is understandable. It is different. It's a life change switching to electric vehicles. You've got to be thinking, where am I going to be stationary and where can I charge? So it's like your phone. You wouldn't uh, walk to your local garage, plug your phone in on charge and wait for it to charge. You would charge it overnight or you would charge it at your desk at work. It's exactly the same. So you've got to be thinking, where's the car going to be stationary? Where can I charge? So if you've got a driveway at home, you can charge off a free pin plug or a home charging unit overnight, no problem. Um, on the free pin plug, it does take a little bit longer, but uh, we, we can work around that. Um, and then when you're at the office, you can plug in at work when you're sat at your desk for eight hours and definitely get a full charge there. So um, we, we've got to be thinking around that. And then, and then some people are getting range anxiety for the long journeys and thinking, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to charge. Um, that's not the case. So before you, before you go on your long journey, you have got to plan your trip, but it is really, really not hard. You've got great apps like Zapmaps, which tell you where all the charges are in the UK and you can charge as, as fast as about 20 minutes. You can stop off, grab a coffee, come back out and carry on. Okay, so and in terms of Kent's uh, infrastructure, and, and, and have you noticed that there's there's a decent amount of is there what you would consider a decent amount of charging points at this stage? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, in in Kent, um, charging charging stations being installed all the time. Um, for example, McDonald's have just signed a contract with Instabolt, who supply rapid charge units, uh, and Instabolt are going to be installing chargers at every single McDonald's in the country. Um, and at one of those charges, you could charge anywhere from, depending on what kilowatt your car takes, anywhere from 10, uh, 20 minutes, sorry, to 45 minutes. So you'll be getting a full charge in that time, enough time to go and grab a McDonald's. Plans to demolish the abandoned home of a former wrestling star are to be blocked. Ozengel Farm, the old Ramsgate residence of Jackie, Mr. TV Palo, was severely damaged in a fire three years ago and has stood derelict ever since. Developers want to build six new homes on the site, but the council says there are not enough safety measures in place on the nearby 60 miles per hour road. And a skateboarding event is hoping to encourage more people to grab a board and try the sport. 
The first Real Deal Skate Jam will be taking place on Saturday at the skate park on Park Avenue in Deal. Those joining will also have the chance to have a free coaching session with Dan Wall, a fully qualified skateboard GB coach. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham prepared to take on AFC Wimbledon this evening. It comes after the Blues suffered a 1-0 defeat at the hands of Plymouth Argyle on Saturday. Captain Kyle Dempsey says it's taken the team some time to get in the swing of things in the pre-season. It was a difficult game last year. Um, we obviously know what they bring. It's going to be a tough battle, but um, hopefully our talent um, shines through and, and we can pick the three points up. It was a difficult pre-season. Um, we had 10 days off with Covid and then a couple of lads come back and then they've got another 10 days off. So as a side, we haven't really had that chance to sort of work on the things um, in training and, and work as that sort of unit. Um, we've just sort of been getting that back. Um, lads are starting to filter in now. Kickoffs at 7.45. Stick to Kent Online for match updates. That's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also download the IM News app to get access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk.